your favorite fat boys. It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Stephen L. Miles, a.k.a. The Glove Doesn't Fit. Ho-ho! <laughs> glove don't fit. So what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about the cost of freedom in the United States of America's justice system and how people with more money tend to get off on uh, various crimes and how celebrities get less time. And we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, when they see us, the yep. uh, the Central Park Five, that uh, series and the doc, uh, the accompanying documentary that came out prior to the series coming out. Yep. So I guess we'll start with you know the the cost of freedom and the, the lawyers and justice system. So how about you go and kick us off with that? So a- as we are well aware that lawyers are very much important to a, a fair and balanced judicial system. You know, somebody who knows the law and somebody who is able to fight for you when you need to go to court. But there is an astronomical cost involved. Yeah. Especially not even with just lawyers, but the entire uh, justice system in America as we know it. Yeah, it gets real, real expensive. Like I had a lawyer one time and for him to go in front of a judge for like less than 10 minutes is like $600. Right. And you were telling me that we were talking about somebody, and then like, how much would that, that cost for for a lawyer? Uh, yeah, like had a, a cousin going through some things, and she, you know, moved, gave up, spent tons of money. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars to cover the cost of you know the courts and the lawyers to, <sighs> to you know to fight a case. It, it's utterly ridiculous. You will lose house and home. Yeah, I've heard that before. Cause like when the with the bond system, do you put up your home sometimes? I guess depending on how much it is. Yeah, it depends. It depends on what it is and you know what you have for collateral. Because again, sometimes bonds are extremely high to get out of jail. Yeah, they are. They're they're very high. Cause I we was like talking about uh, like celebrities and how they don't necessarily that what they they do they get off they serve less time. Like we we're talking about like Ti, he had uh his case like almost 10 years ago and what he had like he had uh, um, uh, assault rifles yeah several several assault rifles and that's like for, for I think in a silence I think the silence is like 5 years old manly fair time AK-47 that's 15 years old manly fair time I don't know if he, I don't know if he had an AK-47 but he had some big boy shit yeah and he got a year yeah and he said he spent maybe 8 million dollars on lawyers and probably ta- and, uh, and court fees and things like that it was all said and done that's it, and when you and when you think about that price, it, you kind of have to realize that you know the average Joe who is trying to beat a case ain't got that kind of money, so your ass is going to jail. And for him to get a year for what he had, very very lucky, and that's pretty much what money brought him was a, a year. Yeah, uh, and, and what was the reason that he had all those guns? Well, um, so he had a friend, a close friend of his, was killed. 
and I would say in some kind of a exchange of shooting. Well, they they ran up on, and they they fired shots and hit in the van he was in and killed his best friend. So then it, it, he became paranoid and decided to load up on these assault rifles and weapons and stuff like that. He had them all in his home. They raided his home and everything. He had all the stuff in his home, and he was. I think when he got caught, he was he was making a deal to buy these weapons, and. Of course, it went. It went. He got caught. It went south. So, and it, it's actually a skit he has on one of his albums, where they play this out, and he meets the guy, uh, just going to sell these weapons, and the guy's pitches these were nervous, he's sweaty, and they're like, "Why are you sweating?" It's like the middle of a, uh, it's middle of October. You shouldn't be sweating, and he's like, "Nah, man, I'm good, I'm good." Then they say, "No, the, the feds cut, roll up in and get him." So he great. So he he said though he justifies it by, you know, he comes from an environment where, you know, you get shot at, you shoot back. So he a paranoia had developed, and he wanted to protect himself and his family. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the little flip compound, <laughs> my plan went into inaction. Oh, not little flip. <laughs> little flip had to be happy that he got a year. He probably <laughs> like I can come back out with my mistake because you didn't hear anything from little flip at the game over. Yeah, because he is he didn't have the rights to that to that. that what, what song was that? Uh, it was uh, it was the music from Pac Man. Yeah, and, he didn't um, have the rights for that. I think, and they sue that ass. So yeah, I mean, and he's not the only celebrity who tends to get less time. Should look at Martha Stewart. Yeah, I mean, well, then Martha Stewart was doing you know a white collar crime. Yeah, but she was like what a year maybe if that, yeah a yeah. year and. and I think there was a this famous case maybe a couple years ago with the with a, a rich white kid who got drunk and killed four people and his lawyer said he had a case of affluenza where he was so rich and he was always given everything that he didn't know what he was doing was wrong. What's affluenza? That that's the that's the the name that they gave to his condition where he had never been told no. So he didn't realize that the things he was doing was wrong, getting stupid drunk and then driving your car through, you know, uh, into traffic. Well, that's kind of like, well, I guess, well, I guess, I guess paying for a lawyer, get, having money getting off versus white privilege. Cause that reminds me of the case where the, what's the guy's name brought something. He raped a woman and he was on the swim team. Apparently he's a really good swimmer. And the, the judge was like, I'm not gonna give him a harsh sentence because it would ruin his life. Yeah, don't want versus, to ruin his life. Versus the woman's life he's already ruined. You don't want to give him a punishment. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times when it comes to you know that wealth disparity, what white privilege is a you know an underlying factor because there's a huge disparity between whites and minorities when it comes to wealth. But if you have the money, I mean, Ti is a you know a perfect example of that. You can afford the privilege, right? And, and plenty of rappers that have like I think they, they get in trouble all the time, and not to say they bring a part of themselves. Well, they probably do to a certain extent, but it's like to anybody else, you'll be getting the maximum sentence or serving some port of time, some portion of time, and they get a slap on the wrist. But the average person, you know, they commit a crime. They they definitely should be uh, penalized for it, but you're getting off. You know, like the you know the number of uh, celebrities who have uh, drunken, drug fueled benders mm-hmm. and get sent to rehab, whereas some random ass Joe would be going to prison for a few years. I happened to uh, I think it was Paris Hilton. 
she was sentenced to rehab. No, she was sentenced to jail. And she was like, they she was in maybe 30 minutes was out. Right, yeah. She yeah. was supposed to do maybe 30 days and did like 30 minutes and it was out. Yeah, which is a, a thing that happens a lot with celebrities. Because, again, if you can afford it, it's um, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get off, but it raises the scales to some degree of certainty that you're going to get off. Right. So why is it so why is it set up then that, okay, the lawyer is set up to help me to defend myself, but I had to, I had to show so much money for the services? Well, for one thing, when it when it comes to lawyers and the law, what you're paying for is you're paying for the lawyer's expertise and his time. Mm -hmm. If the more money you give a lawyer, the more he has the ability to take off and focus on your case. And if and and also when you're paying a shit ton of money for when you're one of those big name lawyers like a a Johnny Cochran, you see, you're paying for his connections. You're paying for his for the people that he knows. He probably knows a few judges. He probably knows a you know the district attorney and knows some people that'll help get you off. But is that fair? No, it's not fair. But yeah, that's, that's the system. That's, that's the system, system in this place. It is not fair. Yeah, it's definitely not fair. It's and it's definitely not. It's not fair for poor people. The, being poor in America is more of a crime than you could ever realize. Hmm. And it costs a shit ton of money to be poor in America. That's true. Because recently, um, this Baltimore lawyer, I can't remember his name now. Um, but last year, these four teenagers, they ran over a police cop in the county. And there's a lawyer, he's black. He took the case. And his, his pitch was that, you know, they were underprivileged, so they had no choice. Hmm. Right, it was something real, real sideways. Like so, justify him breaking the houses, stealing from these houses, stealing the car, running over a cop. You, you saying that he was under process while he did it, and like his mother, um, one of the kids, the mother, the mother, like he should have been locked up. Like he should have been like gone. He should have been in the system, like locked up somewhere. But they can't release him on some kind of technicality. But for you to kind of, as a lawyer, say, "Oh no, it's just a fireball." Like, how can you even take the case? Like, how can you? Like, I understand. I understand it's money, but still, like, how do you morally? And, and, and not even that it's money, but again, the justice system says that you should be able to find somebody to defend you, yeah. regardless of how guilty you are. But you guilty though? You, I mean, you did. You did. Like OJ got off. OJ had a lot of money. He had the best legal team of all time. Yeah. And he got off, and I and I saw some other day where they said that with the whole glove thing, that they somebody told him don't take your arthritis meds so your hand can swell up. Probably, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, again, probably there did. There's a lot of tricks of the trade, and when you got the kind of money to pay for a crack law team to, you know, be deceptive, there's nothing to say that you shouldn't do it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't like jury duty at all. I think it's a waste of time. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a waste of time because you're supposed to have, well, the law says that you, you know, jury of your peers. Well, As I opposed to somebody you know, on high passing judgment who, you know, who can't relate to you. Well, at one time, at one time when the jury duty, the last time I should say, it was a trial for, I think, what's the, there were two plaintiffs and they were going at each other. So it wasn't the defendant and the plaintiff, but it was two plaintiffs and their case was he did it. Like they were like talking about why well, it wasn't me, it was him, and then vice versa. Right. And I'm like, what? What kind of fuckery 
is this? Dude, I mean, that was two people's lawyers telling them to say the other person did it. Right, and they wanted us, to, and they wanted the juries for that. I like, I'm out of here. No, I'm gonna make up some bullshit excuse. I'm not about to be sitting here for this. That would been a shit show. Shit show. Ain't no way in the world I'm gonna sit there for that. Tell me, well, he did it. No, I ain't do it. He did it. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of the justice system, you know, can fall down to he said, she said, you know, and. Even with you know that in mind, when you think about you know our justice system and when what is it you know, the when they see us the Central Park Five how they stack the odds completely against them so that they can get the convictions to get what they wanted to get the results yeah. they wanted. Yeah, we watched, we watched that not too long ago, and that first episode it definitely made, it, it it turned my stomach because like they just kids and there was no they had no legal representation. No. They, by the time the gu- the parents were involved, it was like, for one, it was like, just do what they say so you can get the hell up out of here, and that was like the worst thing they could, you know, advise. But then his like he was pinned in the corner because they had some dirt on him, right? So it was like it was like real shady that they wanted to get a conviction. And it was like if you if they they if they didn't do it, they didn't do it. You try to find who did. Again, I mean, if you look at the statistics, there, there's something along the lines, of, I think it was upwards of 22 to 25% of people who are wrongfully convicted. That's a lot. Extremely. Based off the amount of people that we have in jail, extremely large amount of people who have been con- falsely convicted. Oh, yeah. And the jail is a business, so. so and it is. And so you, you kind of have to expect that if – the law enforcement has a narrative that they want to push. That's the narrative they're going to push, and they're going to make it fit. I mean, we've seen that all throughout the history of the United States of America. Yeah, and too often now there are more and more stories coming to light, which I think are good for the exposure of it. However, it just it just it just makes it it just shows you that it's just a the justice system is so ugly that they will take a false confession or a horse. Was that, that course of confession to to make it stick? And you have so many people that are in jail because you know DNA evidence, no physical evidence, but they made they made a, a, a confession and it sticks. Well, I mean, a lot of times with uh, our justice system is so overtaxed, like you know, with with public defenders, you mm-hmm. know, not having the time or the experience to really focus in on the case, mm-hmm. they'll tell the client take a plea deal because that'll be your fastest way to get out of the system. As a, and as opposed to trying to spend thousands and thousands upon thousands of dollars that you don't have to defend yourself, yeah. even if you're innocent, that's 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 backwards. Yeah, and so that that's part of the reason why celebrities and rich people in general tend to get less time because one, they have more time and they have more money to afford that legal battle, whereas yeah. the average Joe, you, I can't do that shit. Nah, if I get in trouble now, they're gonna just, just me and Joe. I ain't got no if money. You telling me it's gonna cost me a million dollars for me to, you know, get a favorable a favorable result? Send my ass to jail, <laughs> even if I ain't do shit, because I ain't got it. Right. I I, I can't do it. it it's, it's, it's just sickening though, because like, especially watching the when they see us, and we watched the the yeah we watched that. It was just like, man, this is. This is fucked up because the acting was re- was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, very and good, very good acting. That's, on that show. and that story is fought is, is we heard it too often, you know. With you know, wrong place, wrong time. 
oh, you did it. You were dead. You know, let's tell us what we want to know, and then you'll go home. But you're not going home. Yeah, I mean, that's the way that they try to to appease you. Like, all you got to do is say you did it or say he did it or say tell this story so that you can get out of here because you don't want to be here any longer. Again, it's all it's all a form of torture so that they can get the results that they're looking for. So why how why why are they trained in that way to to get to get a confession when it's like, hey, did you do it? Okay, well, let's investigate. You don't have no, we don't have evidence. Okay, you're good to go. It's not so much of as training is in it's bias. You have an idea of a picture in your head that this is the way it is. Again, humans have evolved to see patterns. We're really good at it. This is what's kept us alive throughout the millennia. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether or not something fits, you'll see a pattern. Okay. So you'll, your bias will say, okay, this is what I know. This is the pattern that I see. This is what it has to be. So you will force a round peg into a square hole hmm. because it has to fit because I see the pattern. I like that one. Say it again. You will force a, a round peg into a square hole because it needs to fit the pattern. And our justice system is kind of punitive mm-hmm. in its respect. It's not it's not about, you know, you know, seeking justice. It's not about, you know, proving innocence. It's about punishment. And so then this is what we're big on. I mean, as a first world nation, we have more people incarcerated than any other nation. Which is rather telling about our society right, and what we value. Yeah. Like I said, Yale is a business. Like, uh, like the, the amount of money they they put into, I guess, to feed the prisoners is ridiculous. And you ha- and you actually and you have investors. Yeah, it, you know it with the jail. That's crazy to me yeah, that there, you have. There's, we, there's been a you know a move towards the privatization of prisons, right? Which I always thought was weird because when you make prison a business, business is all about margins and bottom lines there's no way in hell it would be humane no and then of course when you are incarcerated you are technically a slave yeah i mean well not even technically you because are. as soon as you are incarcerated you no longer have rights as a citizen that's true so you are a, you are essentially a slave i mean if you look at like products that are anything that you that you buy that says made in america nine times out of ten it was made by a prisoner who was making like pennies on the dollar yeah Yes, yeah, I, I, I read about that a long time ago, and I was like, "That's crazy!" Like, I, I, I thought of the idea, and I was like, "It's probably crazy." But you had them in there, and you taking them. This was like the whole the whole trainer trainer thought of, you know, taking black men from families and you know, and putting them in prisons and things like that. In minorities, period. What if you gave them a living wage, and then they they can make they they made that money. You tax it, of course, because they they got to be taxed. But they can send that money to their families because they're no longer there to provide physically for them if they were working. I mean, but then that that brings up the entire question of what about the person who's not in jail, who's having, you know, struggling and having an issue finding a job and supporting their family? You just give them a living wage, too? Well, let me think about this. No. If you outside of prison, you should definitely still try to find your own work. However, since you are putting them, since you have the you put the prison work for a lesser amount, you take it away from that family. Why? Why that money can be sent to the family themselves? Well, uh, I mean, if it's that simple, then why don't just everybody go to prison? It's overcrowded. 
<laughs> Again, it's a it's it's a complicated situation, yeah. so there's no easy solution. Yeah, I mean, just like I said, like you know, I didn't think it would stick, but I'm like, why not? But I mean, because if you if the only way I can get a if I'm struggling and the only way that I can get a living wage is by going to prison, I'm committing crime. But you got people committing crime to sustain it, you know, to help out, you know, support themselves. Like think about um, legalization of weed. Now they're they're trying to in a lot of these states who have legalized it, they're trying to overturn the convictions for people who've been there, who've been who are incarcerated for weed possession. Yeah, well, yeah, non-violent drug offenders because yeah. honestly. They should have never been in there in the first place. You're putting nonviolent offenders into a criminal system with career criminals who are, you know, dangerous career criminals, and they all they're doing is just teaching them how to be better criminals. Yeah, because then you, if you go in there for weed and you you might come out, you might be a murderer. That's a bit of a stream, <laughs> but it, it, you, if you around you around some dangerous people, what you gonna pick up? See, they, or you go to weed, you might sell crack. Said, or you know, you just have enough money so that even if you do go to jail, you can be segregated from the rest of the population, and you won't be there very long. I don't know. I think I mean, I'm glad they are overturning the convictions, but they're also making it harder for, I think, us as minorities to get into the weed selling business as well, because um, it's like it's very strict. If you it's like so, if you have a, anybody close to you that's been convicted of weed, you can't be a, you can't be a, a, a distributor. I mean, of, of course, they want to make the uh, the cost of entry as high as possible. Right. I mean, that's just the way America works because, you know, minorities have been uh, really good at, you know, distributing weed for quite some time. Right. Illegally. So if you make it legal, you want to make the cost of entry extremely high. Of course. Because now's a push to like kind of get on this wave of you know owners just the distribute shops. What they call this? What's the word? I can't think of it. But that's they, they, it's a bit pushed. Like hey, you know, get into this business, get into this field because we're gonna be the last ones left to you know and not kind of jump away. Kind of like the big old tech wave, the apps and all that. And now here's marijuana getting all legalized. Yeah, so, I mean it's big business. I mean it should have done it so many years ago. I mean, granted, the only reason that they uh, made marijuana illegal was racism, which is how a lot of drugs got it criminalized in the first place. So, right, but that's a topic for a different day. I, you know, I just want to be, I just be Pablo Escobar. I like, I like narcos. I just want to, oh, I mean, I just want to run the cartel. As long as you know how he that ended. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would I would do it differently. Like I don't want I don't want to hurt nobody. I just want to, I just want to kind of organize it. That's all I want. To do. Oh, he said, I, I don't to, I don't want to know about the CD side of the business. Right, I, just, I just want to send the coke. You know, just like okay, this this was going out. Okay, that's good. Okay, gone. Put it out. Y'all doing your job? Y'all selling good? Okay, fine. All right. See Look, y'all can week. we talk about our rivals? Whatever you do to handle it, you do it. Don't tell me about it. I won't know. I don't want to know nothing. Don't want to know nothing. Don't don't want to know. I think I think I think if I if I was a drug dealer, I would run it like a, like a call center. You 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 call in. You, you, you say the drugs being sold on the street. You have a, you want when you order, you call in. You complaint, you call in. We take the we take the complaints, take the orders, and we tell them, hey, this is what you need to deliver to. <laughs> Fucking cartel customer service. Right. I think that'll work. Don't take my idea. <laughs> I think that's I think I think that's a business waiting to happen. We need to get an LLC right now. <laughs> and, and then it's gonna be like all the other call centers. After a while, you are gonna outsource to India. 
You gotta have you gonna have poo out there. My but name it, is Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> you, or you're calling about your cook. <laughs> the hell? I think that'll work. Shit, if I also I'm selling out. Goddamn special. Hey, you know, this is an idea. Just an idea. So what do you think about um when they see us? Well, I didn't watch the entire series, but I, I watched the uh, original documentary mm-hmm. of the um Central Park Five. I will say, I mean, uh, when they see us is a bit of a, you know, it's a series, it's an acted, so it's a bit of a dramatization. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's definitely going to make you angry because it's well acted. Yes. It, it is definitely, you know, based off the first episode that I saw, it's definitely well acted. Say, so, but, um, it, it, but as far as the, that, that case in general goes, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a everyday thing in, you know, in minority communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. what is completely heartbreaking about it is the fact that, yeah, after some time and, you know, DNA evidence and an actual confession from the person who did the crime came up, they, these people, they've already spent all this time in jail. They can't get that time back. No. And the money they've gotten, I think they got like maybe over 40 million, something roughly like 40 million. And there's been reports saying after they paid the lawyers and things, they had they yeah, had all money. the legal fees they had like they didn't have a lot of, they didn't have a whole lot of money you know to themselves like so how do you you give me this money for incarcerate me wrongfully and then I don't have any money really to, any any real big money to kind of like start a new life and it's, it's, like, it's just real fucked up cause I don't know what these guys are doing I mean I'm pretty sure they got some kind of money for this movie deal and everything but like how do you just like honestly you can't justify it at all but how do you pick your life up yeah but I, I will say support the Innocence Project, which you know that's the group that worked to get these guys off. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they go in and you know the people who have been you know claiming innocence for their crimes, and then they go in and look at the evidence and look at the DNA evidence because DNA evidence has exonerated so many individuals, so many people who were convicted, and just there was no evidence to back up that conviction. And so the Innocence Project gets in there and says, okay, let's look at the evidence. Let's you know, go to appeals and let's do DNA testing and see. And, and they've gotten a lot of people lost. So That's know, good. support the, the Innocence Project. That's good. You think anybody's gone to Innocence Project knowing they damn well did it, hoping they didn't get off? <laughs> I, I would have to assume that there's quite a bit like, of individuals. Like, like, like hey, <laughs> slide this in there real quick. And it's like... I would have to assume that there's been quite a few individuals who've gone to the Innocence Project knowing they did the shit. Like, hey, it's worth a shot. Like, <laughs> right. My bad. Like, you know, I'm trying to get a little You got early. those five guys out. I was just trying to see what I could do with it. Right. Nigga, you kill five people. We not freeing Pookie. <laughs> oh, and all the evidence point that you did it? And, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They planted all that evidence. The semen and everything. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh, yours, uh-huh, okay. Because <laughs> what, what always kills me about us as a people is free Tyrone. What did, what did Tyrone do? Oh, he killed like two officers and sold some crap. <laughs> right. Leave him in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, has yeah. a, he has a record of beating up his girlfriend and, you know, he, he's, he has several battery cases. Leave him in there. I mean, he ain't got to be uh, out. I, I, you know, I've had friends and family who've been incarcerated and 
quite a few of them. I'm like, yeah, you probably need to be in there for a while. <laughs> I ain't running around talking about free you, free you, free you. Wearing nah, t-shirts. Nah, nah, nah. You, you probably need to sit there for free, a little bit. <laughs> free my nigga Ty. He, he might have did it, but I don't know. But, you know, free my nigga Ty. <laughs> you still my man's in them, though. Like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. No, you no. probably need to be separated from society we, for a little bit. You need to get just last. You need to go back in there, become a Muslim. <laughs> doing some big words. Come back out. Get you a job. Start your own plumbing business or whatever. Right. Start your construction company. Right. Your construction <laughs> your company. Right. So yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not on the the, in the free tie bandwagon. Well, so, I, I can. I can proud to say that none of my close friends have been to jail. And if if, if they were, I'd be like, well, why? What you do? What, what was the point of that? Like, but I, I'm, I'm thankful that I might have any close friends that had been in jail. That you know, we. I think we all had our brush with the law, but. I I don't, none of my friends have like been repeated repeat offenders. Oh, so. I mean, I can't say the same, but it depends on you know what you do with your life afterwards. That's true. It's not not so much what you did to get you in there. I mean, if you did something heinous enough that got you in there, yeah, okay, you probably need to be there for a little bit. But you know, it's what you do with your life afterwards that that's that's more so on, on my mind. Yes, I, don't, I definitely don't think people. Who have committed a crime should be held against. That should be held against them to you know to continue to work. Because I know when I had my little situation, I just had a step in my record, so I wasn't necessarily convicted of a felony or misdemeanor. They said I just had a step, but it was very hard for me to get a job. And I'm like, all I want to do, I was applying for jobs like at, you know, as a cashier, certain places. Like I applied at one job uh, it was the Smith Baking Company, bread company, and I like it's like a loader, the load bread onto the truck. And they were like, no, because your record, like, all I want to do is put the bread on the fucking truck. I don't want to do nothing else. Like, you might steal the bread. Well, I might take a bread after a few months of being around now or a year or so. But that's, you know, that come. I think the bread's owed to me at the time. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't worked fast food jobs, customer service jobs, fast food mainly, and you ain't taking the food? That's probably your first, if you work a fast food job, taking food is probably your first crime. Hey, it depends on, you know, somebody might have told you you could take it. You were at the Popeyes, you didn't steal no chicken? I ain't going to say I stole chicken, <laughs> but I was told I could take it. <laughs> you know, you took a two-piece and, and a biscuit every now and then. Maybe ate a chicken sandwich or <laughs> But I ain't confessing to nothing. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, yeah, I don't think it definitely should hold a guess because you, you, you have a life that, that you can continue from. Now, of course, certain, you know, when you apply for jobs, you get to the point where, like, you can't find a job because you, you have a record. So then when you go back into what you know. Right. So which is, you know, another issue that we have in America is that, you know, we treat, you know, once a criminal, always a criminal. Yeah. Even after, you know, serving time in jail was supposed to be your punishment for a crime. So after you get out of jail, you've already served your time. You've already been punished for it. You, it's supposed to be, you know, clean slate to move on, but, you know, we don't do that. So, do you think, you think that was definitely, was that, was that systematic, I should say? I guess, was, is that is that part of the system to, okay, you do, you serve your time when you get out, though. If an employer asks you, and you serve your time, you say yes or no. You say, you say yes, what was the crime? And then they tell you, no, we don't want you because you serve your time. It's like, what was the point of you asking me? Like, if I lied, then I'm, I'm screwed either yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're, we're a country where we're, we're punitive. We're mm-hmm. all about the punishment and, and not so much about, you know, rehabilitation. So that kind of comes with that territory. Mm. I mean, it sucks, but 
we we haven't been fighting it. Well, I'm not going to say we haven't been fighting to change it because there are people who are trying to fight to change that perception. But in the grand scheme of things, we're not fighting to change it. So with the election coming up, there's a whole there's a lot of push for uh, prison reform. You think that will get what will happen? Yeah, honestly, if the prison industrial complex didn't have as much money into lobbying as they do, mm-hmm. I think it would. We're going to need a new breed of politician, okay. and because in, until money gets you know taken out of politics, again, completely different topic, then the the prison system will stay churning the wheels that it's churning. Yeah, a lot of talk about prison reform and then, you know, decriminalizing um, nonviolent crimes and things like that. Because you always see a lot of presidents, and during a, a president's turn, he'll get somebody off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of presidents do that, you know, right before they leave office. They're pardoning a shit ton of people. Yeah. I wonder, who, I wonder who Trump will pardon. I mean, he already pardoned somebody, you know, what is it, Joe Arpaio, who was the you know the sheriff and warden of a prison who you know was real into chain gangs and treating uh, ch- uh treating prisoners like they were animals why did he get out but my not my nigga Ty cuz <laughs> your nigga Ty didn't like Trump the way Joe Pio like Trump <laughs> well Ty you need to vote for Trump <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's our show for today Said I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope you, you know, if you didn't know something, you learned something. And, and tie, st- stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'm not wearing the free tie shirt, buddy. I'm sorry. Said as always, hit us up on our Gmail account. You know your favorite fat boys at gmail.com. Watch us on YouTube. Say, listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music. You know I say this every at the end of every video. You know what the deal is. And remember, you subscribe. I survive. That's what the doctor said. So get them subscription numbers up. I want to see this man next week. Please. Help. That's our show. Peace out. Peace.